Okay, so we're going to do things, something a little different this morning. I'm going to come down here, and my hope was that we could have the kids, we could have the kids come up front here. Now, I don't know if that is too much of an ask, but if, if you have a child, maybe you have a child and an older child, or you know, maybe we have some bigger kids that might be able to come down in these initial front rows, that would be a great idea. If you're not comfortable doing that, totally understand, but I would uh, ask you to, to maybe come down front here, and I'm going to attempt to do something very challenging, and that is teach some kids and adults, uh, both at the same time. So uh, I welcome, welcome these little ones up front here. And maybe some of the older kids could help by, you know, keeping them around. Maybe not on the stage, but that's all okay. right. Totally fine. Uh, so my name is John Doobie, and I am the associate pastor here at Rosedale Bible Church. And it is a tremendous opportunity to get to uh, teach and lead here at this family day, so uh, thank you so much. There we go, we're getting there. And we are gonna try to do something else too. I have to check my text messages first. Not really. Uh, I'm gonna try to control the slide from my phone. And it works, <clears throat> terrific. So, <clears throat> Good to see children up front. Uh, when we talk about character, what, what, is, what is character? You think about a person's character. When you think about character, what, what, what words come to mind? A person's character. Maybe their, maybe their personality, right? Maybe, maybe the certain traits that make them who they are. That's a person's character, Right? the qualities of a person or a thing that make them what they are. And so if I showed you this picture, try to illustrate this a little bit. Who's that? Do you know who that is? You guys know who that is? Who is that? Who is it? That's Swiper, right? That's Swiper. Okay, so try to illustrate character. What do we know about Swiper? He steals things. What else? Okay, he's, 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 he's a, what character, what, what kind of animal is he? He's a fox. Okay, and so that plays into it. What do we know about a fox? How would you describe a fox? Okay, maybe he's sly, he's cunning. Well, the character, he's always trying to steal from Dora, right? And so what do we tell Swiper. Swiper, no swiping, exactly, okay. Okay, what about this guy? Who, who's this? That's Goofy. Now, we're not gonna try to solve the, answer the, the, the eternal question, is Goofy a cow or a dog? We're not gonna address that this morning. Uh, however, we, we might try, you know, how do we describe Goofy? I mean, his name kind of contains something, right? What, he's Goofy, what else? He's funny, he likes to laugh. He's hilarious. He's kind of dopey. He's crazy. He's nutty. He's kooky. Okay, all of these things make up his character. So we have a picture of who he is by describing him. 
Okay. What about this next one? What? It's Pastor Danny. Okay. Well, how do you describe Pastor Danny? Kind. Right? All good things. All good things. Right? He's kind. He's funny. He's... Uh, 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 <laughs> he's helpful. He's above reproach. Right? All of those things. He, he is... Uh, this, this is he's, he's loving. He's caring. So you get a picture of his character from this. Okay, so when I ask, you know, what is character, we describe that person, all the qualities kind of leave us with a picture of who that is, whether it's Swiper, whether it's Goofy, or Pastor Danny. What about God? How do we, how do we describe God? What is the character of our God? What words would you use to describe God? He's great and powerful. What else? He's kind. He's slow to anger. He's good. He's full of love and mercy. He's eternal. He's righteous. He's holy. He's glorious. All of these things describe our God. What, what I want to show you this morning is how the character of God demands something from us. The character of God demands something from us. And it demands something from us is the way I'm gonna kind of shape this this morning as kids and as adults or kids and parents or grandparents. I'm gonna try to make a, make a point to the children and then make a point to the adults, although all of this applies to everyone in the room. I was thankful that the, the screen didn't go to my screensaver. <laughs> that would have been fun. So our text this morning is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Tom read it. I just want to focus on this first part of the verse as we start. This is Deuteronomy 6, 4, and I'll, I have this up on the, on the screen, and this is what the Bible says. It says, Hear, O Israel... The Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And this says something about God. This says something about his character. Did you know that God has a name? God has a name. Sometimes we hear it a lot, sometimes we don't use it, but our God does have a name. Do you know what his name is? Well, not quite. That's close. That's close. God has a lot of names, but there's a, there's a you might say, the, the number one name or the chief name of God. Yahweh. That's right. Have you heard that? Our God's name is Yahweh. Our God has a name. And that's what this is saying here. It's going to be hard. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. Our God is Yahweh. That's what this verse is saying. And so what this is for Israel, it's really a cry, a cry of allegiance it's a cry of devotion. It's the nation of Israel crying out and saying, Yahweh is our God. Not just any God, not the God of all the nations, but we have a particular God, and he has a name, and his name is Yahweh. And it's not just my God, and it's not just your God, 
but it's our God, or he is our God. And so when we cry out for God, God is a God of community. He's a God of the church. He's a God of the nation of Israel. He's a God of our families. The Lord our God, our God is Yahweh. The cry of allegiance as a community was because God had already chosen and rescued them from danger. And so Israel had already been chosen by their God. They had been rescued by him. Now, do you think that God rescued Israel because they were the number one nation and they did everything right? Actually, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. And so it says in Deuteronomy 7, it was because you were not in number than any other people. It was, uh, excuse me, it was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you. For you were the fewest of all peoples. You were the fewest of all peoples. Except, uh, but this God, Yahweh, chose the nation of Israel. It is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery. So God had chosen Israel, and so they're crying out in allegiance, Yahweh is our God. Yahweh is not a God who is far away. He is a God who cares for his people. He is near to us. And our God, Israel says, is the only God. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Our God is the only God. Other nations had many gods. Israel has one God. Did you know that? That the other nations had many gods. They worshiped a, a host of gods. They bowed down to all these idols. But Yahweh is unique because he is one. He is one. Israel was unique because their God was unique. Because Yahweh is the only God, he deserves undivided attention. And so Israel was obligated to obey because they were in covenant with their Lord. Now, this is true for Israel. Can you think of something that God has done today that reveals his character to us? What has God done for us today that reveals his character for us? Maybe let me ask it this way. Is there something that God's done for us in the past that reveals his character? to us. How about Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. God sent, Yahweh sent Jesus. He sent his one and only son to die for us. And that is the thing above all things that demonstrates the character of God that he would send his own son to die for us and that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. That, above all things, demonstrates God's love and God's character. And so we have this summary then. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh is our God. Yes, Yahweh alone. This is our God. This is the God that we love and serve. And so because of God's character, he has given us two Heartfelt realities, that's what I'm calling them. Okay, two applications to this. And that, that comes in the following verses. I'm gonna give you those quickly. So we're gonna see how the character of God demands two heartfelt realities for kids 
and for parents. Here's the first one. Because of God's character, he is calling us to a heartfelt commitment. This is what I'm going to do because I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I got out of it. Um, I'm going to give you them, and then I'm going to talk through them. There it is. So here, the first one is a heartfelt commitment, a heartfelt, heartfelt commitment. Okay, look what the, nurse, the next verse says. This is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Now, when you think about loving the Lord your God with your heart, right? I'm not sure how to do that. Do you know how to love with your heart? Because I don't know how to do that. And so let me let you in on a little secret. When the Bible talks about the heart, you know what it's really talking about? It's talking about your mind. And that's a lot more helpful because now I got something to do. I can think with my mind. I don't know about you guys, but there's a little voice in my head. And so I can talk to myself and tell myself that's wrong or that's right. Okay? And so we love the Lord our God with our all heart. With our heart means we love the Lord with our mind. And it, it doesn't stop there, right? We love the Lord with our heart. And what else? With our soul, it says. With all your soul. Now, I saw a movie, and a soul was like a ghost. Is that what this is talking about? I don't think that's what this is talking about here. What it's talking about here is your whole person. So we are to love the Lord our, our God with our minds, with our whole person, and what else? Our might. Very exceedingly. To the fullest. You might say, muchness. <laughs> Everything that there is to love, all your strength, all of your might, this is what God is calling us to. This is what allegiance to God looks like. Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. What does heartfelt commitment to God look like? It, it looks like loving the Lord your God with total commitment, with total self, and to total excess. That's what it looks like. Have you guys been on a roller coaster or any kind of ride? You know, when you're waiting in line for that ride, you can pull out, right? But once you get in that chair or that love seat or whatever it is, once you get in there and that bar comes down, guess what? There it is. You've made the commitment. <laughs> This is the kind of commitment that our God is calling us to, not to ride a roller coaster, but you can't go back. As that roller coaster is you know, going up, click, 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 there's no turning back. You can't turn around because you've made a complete commitment, a total commitment to Yahweh. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might is to love him very much, <laughs> is to love him with all you have. How do we love the Lord our God with our mind? Well, what happens when something comes in our mind and it's not true? What happens when something comes in our mind and we're worried or scared? What do we do? We tell ourselves, we pray to God. So I'm gonna trust God. I'm gonna lean on him. 
What about our body? How do we honor God with our body? What do we do with our body? Are we gonna sin with our body? Are we gonna honor him with our body? And we don't just make a small commitment. We, we're totally committed to our God. And so the character of God demands two heartfelt realities. One, heartfelt commitment, kids. And the next one is heartfelt communication. And so that's when I wanna talk to the parents. It goes on, Deuteronomy 6, chapter, chapter, Deuteronomy 6, verse 6. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Here's heartfelt communication. Teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house, excuse me, your house and on your gates. I've really needed a drink of water this entire time. But I'm getting through it. It's okay. Heartfelt communication. Communication is our tool. That's our tool. That's what God has given us, communication. And it's all over the Bible. Proverbs 23, 19. Hear, my son, and be wise. Direct your heart in the way. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Proverbs 23, 22. Proverbs 23, 26. My son, give me your heart. Let your eyes observe my ways. Psalm 145, 4. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes, excuse me, one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. One generation giving it to another generation. Communicating the wonder and truth of God to the next generation. It's all over the Bible. If you're quick with your Bible, Psalm 78. You can write it down, Psalm 78. Verse one, give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. Listen, the psalmist says. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard. Listen to this, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. So here's a man getting ready to tell you something his father told him, my father told me this and now I'm gonna tell you this. What's that? We will not hide them from our children, the sayings of God. We will not hide them from our children, but tell them to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children that the next generation might know them the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. This is our charge. Communication is our tool, parents and grandparents. What are we teaching? I think sometimes when we read that verse from Deuteronomy 6, you shall teach them diligent to, diligently to your children. We take the them uh, there and we, we misunderstand that. We are teaching them, but the them there is the commandments. <laughs> we, tell, we shall teach them diligently, the commandments diligently. That's what we're called to do. We shall teach the commands of the Lord. Look at this, Connie. What a blessing. Thank you so much. Look at that. Cheers. Ah, mm.
like water in a dry land. Ah. Thank you so much, Connie. What a blessing. We shall teach them, teach the commands to our kids. And how are we to do it? The word used there, it's an adverb, diligently. Diligently. The word picture is like an engraver. You think about a man with a, with a chisel in hand, blow by blow, etching words into a stone. That's the picture that we are to take with precision and carefulness, blow by blow, striking, etching into the words, the commands of God into our children, into that next generation, little by little. That's the word picture. Communication is our tool, and communication is fully orbed. Fully orbed communica- communication. Let me read this quote from Ted Tripp. Um, Full orbed communication occurs while lying down, waking, rising, walking, and sitting. Parents are often too busy to talk unless something is wrong. A regular habit of talking together prepares the way for talking in strained situations. You will never have the hearts of your children if you talk with them only when something has gone wrong. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts and on your house and on your gates. Put the cell phone down. Turn the TV off. When your kids start yapping, because you know they don't do that all the time as they get older, when they start yapping, start listening. Start talking. Use your words. That's the, that's the moment. Don't waste a drive. Don't waste a trip to the baseball diamond. On all of those opportunities, open your mouth and speak truth. Let them ask questions. All learning begins with a question. I know it's hard to hear those, all those questions. And you feel sometimes, oh, I can't take it anymore. Not another question. Answer the question. Keep going. Persevere. Communication is the tool. So, what have we learned? Hopefully something. Kids, have you learned anything? What have we learned about commitment to God? Heartfelt commitment, right? Your mind, your heart, your soul, total commitment, roller coaster commitment, okay? Parents, what have we learned? Teach them, talk to them. It's good. Now, you may be thinking, five minutes over and I want to eat. You might also think, you also might be thinking, how in the world could I do this? How in the world am I going to love the Lord my God with all my heart and all my soul and all my might? How, how, how can I do that? Who can do that? Well, here's, here's a truth. You know, I can't do that. Nobody in this room has ever done that. But the most wonderful truth in the world is that somebody else did. Somebody did that. Do you know who did that? That was Jesus. Jesus is the one who loved God with all of his heart and with all of his soul and with all of his might. He is the one who did it. And so when we think about loving the Lord our God this way, when we think about communicating the right things to our kids, 
This is beyond us. It's more than we know how to do. But we can trust that God will meet us there and will help us. So, I wanna close. We do have one more song, but I wanna close by, let's go back. If you're up front or if you're away from your parent, let's go back to our parents or our grandparents or whoever you're with. And what I wanna do is stand together and open your Bible to Deuteronomy chapter six. If you don't have a Bible with you, there's a Bible in the front of your pew and you can open up to page 151. And let's go ahead and read this passage together. We'll read it out loud together. We'll read it slow and we can read it all together as a church family, as families and church families. Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine, page 151 in the Pew Bible there. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Amen.